home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, we have a bit of a development going on here, Stiz, as we enter the uh, final hour of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. The New England Patriots are up 14-3 to on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bailey Zappi is dealing. He's laughing on this. Look at him. He's laughing on the sideline. A lot of game left there, Zap, man. A lot of game. They're like, is this what winning is like? They don't know. They, they're not comfortable with this. I could see them potentially blowing this lead. However, Mitch Trubisky has been awful. Like as, as kind of advertised, Mitch Trubisky, the backup quarterback, uh, playing in place of Kenny Pickett tonight, sucks out loud. He is two for five for 12 yards and a pick. Yeah. That's his, so that's his stat line. If we win this, what does this do not to good. our pick chances? I'll tell you what it does, Stiz. It's not good. Uh, and this is the most important thing, right? Like You're afraid they could win a game or two down the stretch. <laughs> this is so crazy. I'm ter- I was terrified of this. So right now, looking at the reverse standings, Carolina has the worst record. They're 1-11. and Patriots enter tonight 2-10. and The Arizona Cardinals, who have a bye this week, are three and ten. So if the Patriots lose this game, or I'm sorry, if the Patriots win this game, also known as worst case scenario, <laughs> they're three and ten, and then it gets down to tiebreakers. And I think as of this moment, I think Arizona might have that. So then the Patriots would be picking third. Now, what's also scary, and I need to prepare everybody for, hopefully you're sitting down, there are a number of teams with four wins. Washington, Chicago, the Jets, Giants, and Titans. So, if you mess around and win this game. And then beat the Jets. And then beat the Jets. Right, like skip ahead to the last game of the season. And if you beat the New York Jets, who aren't going to have Aaron Rodgers, who the hell knows? They they had something called Tim Boyle start a couple games. You don't even know who's going to be out there for them. If you win that game and you get the four wins... You could go from the second pick in the draft, which is where they're they're at right now, to potentially the eighth pick. Whoa, big yep. difference. Big swing. Now, I didn't look at the schedule for everybody else on there, but I'm saying if they all lose out, uh, it's possible. Although the Jets beating you, I guess, would lower the, the Jets. Or I'm saying if you beat the Jets, that makes the Jets pick worse, which is bad. It's like double bad news in that Jets game. Because you also have Kansas City, Denver, and Buffalo. And I, don't, I really don't think the Patriots are winning any of those. But Pittsburgh, as we're watching, is trash. He tried to throw another pick. Trubisky just tried to throw another pick. It hit. I don't even know who that was. It hit somebody in the hands. Oh, yeah. They are chanting. I saw Phil Perry tweet. They're chanting Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah. They're booing over there in they, Pittsburgh. They're mad. Oh, they're mad. They're disgusted. Yeah, he's 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 playing like uh, like Mac Jones, Mitch Trubisky out there. So the, I mean they're fourteen to three. This would be this would be pretty devastating uh, for all of us that want the, pick, uh, the want the highest draft pick possible. Want the ability to take either Caleb Williams or Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean those are the consensus three, and we knew that they had, I guess, a little wiggle room, right? Like if they win one game, they're still in the top three. And I'm also hopeful that Arizona, with Kyler Murray back, I think they're two and two with Kyler Murray. And they're one and eight without him. That smell that smells frisky, right? That's frisky enough. 
that maybe Kyler Murray can win them another game, push them to a four-win team. And then maybe we can all take a sigh of relief and, like, the Patriots still pick in the, in the top two. But there's also still a chance that they get the number one overall pick. What if Carolina screws up and wins the game? And actually, for Carolina, it wouldn't even be screwing up because Carolina sends their pick to the Bears. So there's no incentive at all for Carolina to lose out. Now, there's a there's definitely a chance they still could lose out because it's a horrible team. It's just a bad roster and the whole thing. But there's no, like, incentive for them, whereas the Patriots could literally have the number one pick in the draft. And this was kind of the fear. Like, we talked about how sometimes a team fires their head coach in season and then gets a little bit of a boost for a couple weeks and then water finds its level. For example, uh, Josh McDaniels gets fired by the Raiders. Antonio Pierce comes in, wins two games in a row, and everyone's like, ah, yay! Like, how look how stupid McDaniels was. And then what happened to the Raiders? Well, they lost their next two. Like, they're like, oh, that's right. We also suck. We forgot about that. But in this thing where it all comes down to, like, one game as a tiebreaker and everything else, like, maybe Carolina wins a couple of games with the interim guy. Or even one. That's all you're really asking for. But if the Patriots mess around and win this, and so I bring that up to say if you change your coach, sometimes that happens. If you change your quarterback, sometimes it happens. Last year, you know, Zach Wilson gets benched by the Jets. Mike White goes in, wins a couple of games. You're like, he's not even that good, but he wins a couple of games. So is Bailey Zappi going in for Mac Jones enough of a shot in the arm to win? I mean, so far, 14 to 3. 14? Would they score 13 points in three weeks? So they've already scored more points in the first half tonight than they did the previous three weeks combined. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, Your live reaction to the Patriots, 617-779-7937. Chuck's up in New Hampshire. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Keith, what's up, brother? What's happening? So I... I am very conflicted here. So I, not to humble brag, I host a trivia at a brewery in Southern New Hampshire. Oh, nice! And they flipped on the. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they flipped on the. They flipped on the game, and uh, we all let out like a collective, both like a cheer of like, "Oh my God, they're right. winning!" But also like we were freaking out, like, because I as a fan have accepted. You know, I I've been fighting it. I don't believe in tanking, but I'm also just like. You know what? I yeah, you're I don't here. Think we you're here now. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're here now. Just lose out. I don't necessarily want you to lose on purpose, but like, hey, just keep sucking. Do what you're doing. Right. And I am just so conflicted because my fiance's family's from Pittsburgh, and I don't want to hear them at the wedding talking about how they beat us. True. But at the same time, I also don't want us to now get a worse draft pick. So. I don't know, brother. I just needed to to get that off my chest. I'm you know happy to see that there's life in this team, but also. God dang, there could be more life if we had a better quarterback in the draft. I agree. Listen, Chuck, it's not easy. As a fan, you're not you're not used to rooting against your team. It seems insane. It's like that's not how you do it. I just have memory of what three times doing it for the Celtics, and that's a longer season. There's games all the time, but it was the Tim Duncan draft year, rooting for losses. It was the Greg Oden. Uh, Kevin Durant draft, rooting for losses, and then it ended up being the Andrew Wiggins-Jabari Parker, which really, you know, what would that have helped if you got either one of those guys? But whatever. It was also that draft. So there was three years where you're like, oh, they're just horrible, and you're just rooting for the best. And that's that's also a, a different dangerous game that you're playing there. That's ping pong balls. 
that's reckless like to be rooting for a 25% chance to get the top pick. Football, very simple. You have the worst record, you get the best pick. You have the second worst record, guess what? You're picking second. And so it's easy to wrap your heads around. And I understand why you're conflicted, especially when you factor in like the Pittsburgh angle. Like you never want to, you never want Pittsburgh to win. You're rooting against Pittsburgh all the time, even when they're playing somebody else. But you got to think about what's best for the franchise. And what's best for the franchise is a really high draft pick. One, two, or three. Cause I'm almost I'm almost afraid of that Jets game that Stiz brought up. Like that Jets game when they have nothing to play for and they're just like, whatever. And then the Patriots squeak out a, you know, fourteen to thirteen win, and you're like, ugh. Like Lovey Smith and the Texans winning the last game of the season and going from one to two. Now that's an example of it actually worked out because their front office was going to pick Bryce Young by all accounts, and they probably would have screwed that up. They wouldn't have had C.J. Stroud. But I don't want to rely on somebody else to get that pick. Nothing's nothing's cooking with this team. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not they're not frisky. They really haven't even been a fun watch. Although fourteen points in the first yeah, half. Yeah, do it. They're looking. They're looking. Zappy Zappy's having a time. Almost like a football team. It does. You're right. It's starting to resemble an actual NFL football team. Bailey Zappi's got a buck 12 and two tugs. One to Ezekiel Elliott, the other to Hunter Henry. And Bailey's at, like, this is not that this needed to happen, but talk about the nail in the coffin for Mac Jones. The fact that Bailey Zappi has two touchdown passes in a game in which his only healthy receivers were Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton, and Jalen Rager. Did Mac throw his last pass in a Patriots uniform last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was? Yeah. Good wow. good call. I think so. Like what I mean, unless Bailey Zappi gets hurt and like cause I don't know if they can I don't know if they would trust Malik Cunningham for an entire game. And because there's five games to go, I mean who knows with Zappi, but if Zappi stays healthy, I don't know why you go back to Mac Jones. And I don't even bring him back next year. I know that's sort of been a theory that's been tossed out there. Like, hey, you got one more cheap year of him. He can be your, your cheap backup. Yeah, that's what I've heard everywhere. I don't it's like so that. So cheap. Though. It's two million or whatever it is. All right, get some other cheap guy. Bailey Zappi's cheap. You know, that that would be my point because I think Mac Jones is a little bit more of even like a distraction. Like he was the first round pick. He was the uh, the team captain for two years. Like he was the guy. And then that starts to get split. I don't know if you ever make that back up. They got clearly a little bit of shot in the arm with Zappy this week. Now, last week, they didn't score a single freaking point with Zappy. So I'm not trying to make Zappy out to be more than he is. But just any sign, like I still said, like, any sign of life, you got to at least give Zappy a little bit of credit to that. And then, you know, I immediately compare it to the last guy. And you're like, would they have had this success with him? Like, not the way he was playing this year. So 14 to 3, Pats are on top of the Steelers in the second quarter. If you have any live reaction to it, you can jump aboard at 617-779-7937. Or if you want to go back to the baseball talk that we uh, we had earlier in the night, but we got grab bag, a whole bunch of other stuff going on, including the in-season tournament. So we'll get to the grab bag on the Rich Keefe Show coming up next. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Here's What's Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. You just heard Keefe say it. The Patriots up 14-3. to That's right. You heard me correctly. Your New England Patriots are currently winning a football game up 14-3 to with about 10 minutes left in the second half over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bruins also back on the ice tonight. 
right now with about 10 minutes left in the game. The Sabres up 2-1 to one over your Boston Bruins. Not great news for the Red Sox. The Padres traded Juan Soto to the Yankees in a deal last night that involved seven other players. Celtics have the night off tonight. They're back at it tomorrow night at the TD Garden. Taken on the Knicks. Tip-off at 7.30. In-season tournament continued tonight for the NBA. The Pacers beat the Bucks 128-119. to And just about five minutes ago, the Pelicans are in L.A. to face the Lakers. Tip-off was at 9 o'clock. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show, including Grab Bag. Coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify. If someone's head off, no human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. I mean, the Twitch chat is right. I am, I'm in shock. This is unprecedented. The New England Patriots have 21 points in the first half. They lead the Steelers 21 to three. Still playing in the second quarter. Bailey Zappi has not one, not two, three touchdown passes. Man. Dude does one interview on WEI and he looks like an all pro. That's it. Mitch Trubisky's still out there for some reason for the Steelers. The Steelers are a freaking playoff team as of right now. I don't think they will be when the season's over, but they're seven and five. They are the number one wild card team based on tiebreakers. And to steal a phrase from Jabril Peppers, they are ass. <laughs> they are. That is a, that's a rough outfit over there. And Bailey Zappi's like laughing on the sidelines, like running up and down like he's king of the castle. Like Just so smokes. on par for this season, too. It is. You know what I mean? Just everything hasn't been. Just You thought it couldn't get worse. It gets worse. Everyone writes <laughs> them off tonight. They're up 20 to 3. It's, it's just. I mean, yeah. Leave it to the Patriots. They they lose all the must-win games, and then they're going to start winning the must-lose games. Like, they can't, you can't make heads or tails of the Patriots. But once again, the defenses showed up. That part's not surprising. Because the over-under on this game was teetering on being like an all-time low. Like it was, I think it went off in most places like 30 or 30 and a half. Earlier in the week, it was 29 and a half. That would have been like the lowest in, I think, 30 plus years. And you already have 24 total points. Uh, and we're not even at halftime. like five minutes and change left to go. But it's a must-win game for the Steelers. Like if they're serious about making the playoffs. The Steelers lost last week to Arizona who's one of the teams that the Patriots are fighting with for our top pick. Now there is still wiggle room. Like I kind of, I kind of joked on Twitter. I was like, and with the sixth pick in the 2023 draft, the Patriots select, but they can lose. They can win this game. I almost said lose. Cause it feels like a loss, but they can win this game and still pick in the top three. And I think based on tiebreaker, they could still pick two, even with a win here. And we'll see how Arizona does. Arizona's on a buy. So they're already at three and 10. And then they have San Fran, Chicago, Philly, Seattle. So, I mean, it really just feels like Chicago is probably the winnable game there. Maybe maybe Seattle. You know, it's a division game. That one's in Arizona. So they have two brutal games. But then even with Kyler Murray, maybe, maybe two wins. But I'm just, like, thinking ahead to that Jets game. Last game of the season. 
you win and you pick like fifth, you lose, you pick second. Like something like that could be the case on what is it, January seventh, last game of the regular season. That that could be in play if you win tonight. And it certainly looks like they're gonna win tonight, but crazier things have happened. You know, I just think this defense is good that even if the Patriots offense falls apart and like stutters and stumbles in the second half, I mean the Patriots defense has been rock solid. They they especially against backup quarterbacks, they usually dominate. So Unless you think Mitch Trubisky's got three touchdowns in him. I kind of don't. I don't see that happening. But again, if you want to weigh in on your thoughts, and uh, if you're as surprised as I am to be witnessing what we are witnessing, feel free to jump aboard at 617-779-7937. But we can get to some of the uh, the other topics uh, of the day as well right now. It's time for That's right. It's a full tank program. So all the stuff we couldn't get to in the first three hours, 20 minutes of the show, which was mostly Red Sox offseason, Juan Soto to the Yankees, and then looking ahead to this Patriots Steelers game. But uh, still plenty of other stuff out there. You shall not resist grab bag. Joel Embiid last night after missing three games, came back for the 76ers, scored 50 points. How many threes? One. Oh, God <laughs> So Stiz in the bet to Joel last night, and even Fitzy was like, that is an odd bet, but he took over one and a half threes for Joel Embiid. Unreal. So I wasn't watching the game, but I was looking at NBA scores today, as I do, and I see that Embiid had 50 points. I'm like, oh, he must have thrown throw two in. The over-under nope, was one. like 30 and a half, and I almost took the under because it was plus money, and I'm like, ah, yeah. 30 and a half's a lot. Like, wow. Yeah, he came back, he scored 50 points. The Sixers beat the Wizards 131 to 126. Uh, he was 19 of 29 from the field, 11 of 13 from the free throw line, one of two. He only took two. He had 50 points, 13 rebounds, and seven assists. So he had like a monster, monster game. But he was like, no, I don't need to make any more threes. So, Stiz, tough luck uh, loser last night. In season tournament going on, they had like an early game. It's so. Out in Vegas, they're doing the in-season tournament semifinals. The this should have been Celtics Bucks. It was not Celtics Bucks. It was Pacers Bucks. And uh, terrible first half for Damian Lillard and the Bucks, but they came storming back only for a big fourth quarter from Tyrese Halliburton as the Pacers advanced to the in-season tournament finals. Halliburton had twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, fifteen assists. I saw a stat flo- floating around on Twitter today that Halliburton hasn't ca- uh, hasn't committed a turnover all month. Like, Excuse me? He hasn't turned the ball over all month. He's got like a million assists. He had that triple-double against the Pats in the quarterfinals, and he had a huge game today in the Pacers' advance. Giannis had 37-10 and 10 in the loss. The other in-season tournament semifinal game is going on right now. Lakers, uh, early 8-3 lead over the Pelicans. Touchdown Steelers. Looks like we have a touchdown. Mitch Trubisky. Just when you start to just when you start to give up on Mitchell Trubisky. He heard you. He heard me loud and clear. So watch this, Keith. Nice little uh tug. Was that right on JC Jackson? Looks like. Yep. Deontay Johnson with a touchdown. JC Jackson a step behind. But still 21-10. So it hit the over in the first half. 30 well, once they hit this, yeah, they hit the extra point. So 31 points in the first half. Wow! So if you were bold enough to take the over, I don't know how you, I don't know how you could have 
confidently taking the over with these two teams, but they did it in the uh, just in the first half. So, so there you go. But back to the in season tournament. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the in season tournament, but it's also if you like it, I'm not going to insult you. It, it's sort of similar, like you know, movies and TV shows. There's ones that you like. There's ones that you don't. So if you are a fan of the in season tournament, if you think it's good, great. I'm I'm glad that you enjoy it. It's not really for me. I do think that the league is going to be pissed if it's not, or the fact that it's not Bucks and Lakers or Bucks and Suns or Celtics Suns, Celtics Nuggets, something like that. This is the first time they're doing this. I think they would love to showcase two of the best teams and be like, see how serious they're taking it and look who's there. If it ends up being Pacers Pelicans, I think it almost more speaks to like what it is. But yeah, the guys are trying. You definitely saw like a big effort, I think, from the Celtics, but it's not the BL end all. It's not the NBA playoffs. It's not even anywhere close to the NBA playoffs. And Pacers Pelicans would be like a very forgettable champion. You know, there's no guarantee that either one even makes the the playoffs. Oh, well, I mean, like Pacers probably will. Pacers probably be like a play-in team. Pelicans, we'll see. There are a couple games over 500 right now. But I also think here's another little side take I have on it. So LeBron James the other night, I think he played in every minute of the fourth quarter in their quarterfinal game against the Suns. And here's my Keith Spiracy on that. I think he knows that the Lakers aren't going to win the title this year. He just he knows they don't have enough. And yet he wants to put the if LeBron wins the in-season tournament, he knows that ESPN and everybody else will make such a bigger deal out of it. And then be like, oh my God, and the first ever prestigious in-season tournament was also won by LeBron. Like, who else? Who else would win the first one? And so they'll hype it up. He can put it on his basketball reference page and his Wikipedia, and he'll talk about how important it was to win that and blah, 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 blah. Where in reality, it's not even close to as important as a real NBA title, which he won't win. And really, he hasn't won with the Lakers. I don't count the Mickey Mouse one. So I think he's putting a lot of emphasis on the in-season tournament. But that that's just my two cents. <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like grab bag. The Diamondbacks signed Eduardo Rodriguez four years, $80 million. So we were taking a look earlier at some of the uh, pitchers who have signed because it was a pretty good pitching market in baseball. And I don't know. You wondered if maybe Eduardo Rodriguez, who last year turned down a trade, he was pitching in Detroit. And I know he had a lot of family stuff going on, a lot of stuff that he was dealing with off the field. But wasn't it the Dodgers that tried trading for him? And he was like, nope, not going. Like, he used his no trade. Like, he vetoed a trade to a playoff team. And you wondered, like, would there be a possible fit here? I had no problem when they didn't re-sign him. I was like, ah, I don't want to spend big money on Eduardo Rodriguez. But then they didn't really have many starting pitchers, the Red Sox. So you didn't know if he possibly could be a fit. But he goes to the Diamondbacks. So a team that was just in the World Series, four years, $80 million dollars. For Eduardo Rodriguez, who's 30 years old now, but a pretty good deal for him, I would say. But so the top pitchers that have signed thus far, Aaron Nola goes back to the Phillies, seven years, $172 million. He's the same age as Rodriguez, so he gets a little bit more average annual and three extra years. Sonny Gray, who's older than both those guys, he signed three years, 75 with the Cardinals. So he's older, but he gets a higher average annual value, kind of similar to Nola, but slightly higher. And so those are the three big pitchers that have signed thus far. And now you're looking at some of the other guys, and you're wondering what's going to happen with 
you know, Marcus Stroman's out there. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's out there. Uh, you know, Blake Snell, clearly the reigning NL Cy Young winner. So still a lot of uh, big names to be had. And, you know, we'll see if the Red Sox, uh, or if they're more than just interested in some of these guys. Grandma got run over by a grab bag. So this ties into all of our draft talk, and we're nothing if not, you know, looking ahead to the 2024 NFL draft at the end of April. But a story came out today that Marvin Harrison Jr., the uh, stud wide receiver, the guy that I want the Patriots to draft at the at the top, he apparently is, uh, quote, undecided on if he'll enter the NFL draft. So he's a junior just like Caleb Williams. So both those guys would have an extra year of eligibility. And normally I would say when this happens, you know, I don't know if it's just like posturing or whatever it is. And uh, guys usually end up going pro or whether it's basketball or football guys at, at the top of the draft, right? There are other guys that think about it. Then they get advice. Then they realize like, Oh, maybe I'm not going to be in there. And then they, they bow out. I think Martin Harrison will still go. But I feel like it's a little bit different now than it was before. There was another story that came out today about how Ohio State and some of the, uh, you know, the like the NIL, like all the all the stuff around there, like they could offer him almost as much money to stay as it would be to go. So that certainly changes things. Now I don't think they could do it like long term, and like that's what you get in the NFL. And then you get that first contract, and then you're that much. Uh, closer to your second contract, where that's where those guys make a ton of money. So if you're Marvin Harrison, I think you got to really weigh the the options. And he even said something like, "Hey, I'd I'd like to stay because I'd like to beat Michigan. I'd like to win the Big Ten. Like saying all the all the right things there. But if he does one more year of school, not only do you risk injury and all that, but now you're one year older, and then you still have to, as a first round pick, play five years with that team before you can cash in on the crazy money." Hmm. And if you're a free agent, just like they always look at it, just like we're doing in baseball, just as a, oh, he's 30, oh, he's 25, oh, he's 26. So I think that one extra year makes too much sense for him to go pro. I think I think he'll go. And, uh, again, like I said, that's who I want the, uh, the paths to take. What the hell are you? I'm grab bag. Final from uh, the Garden, the Boston Bruins uh, just lost to the Buffalo Sabres. Not a very good Sabres team. Three to one, your final score. Uh, the Bees, it was a scoreless first period. Then they got down two nothing in the second. Brad Marchand scored, uh, assisted by the Hamper, Hampus Lindholm. Uh, Marchand's 12th goal of the year made it 2 1. And then uh, about midway through the third, the uh, Sabres scored again and walk away with a 3 1 le- uh, win. Linus Allmark in net, 33 uh, saves, but allowed the three goals. So. Bruins had lost three in a row. Then they won three in a row. And they hadn't played since Sunday. They were just they had a whole they had all week off, and they lose to the Sabers. Mm. Up and down, up and down. Yeah, you know what? I'm almost happy that it wasn't you know because they got off to a super hot start. No, that's true. You know and what like, I mean? We were, like, we were all kind of play with my emotions, <laughs> right? We were all kind of side eye in that too. We we're like, yeah, oh, really? Like you're yeah, this yeah. good again? So I guess you can't have it both ways. You can't have them be uh, a wagon and then not be tested, not face any adversity, and then go in the playoffs where we're all terrified. You might as well have them drop a few games, have to have some big regular season games, like some big moments to overcome. So that's true. I guess if you look at it that way. 
Uh, if you look at the standings, though, they're still at the top. I mean, they got out to such an insane start. They're still tied for the most points in the Eastern Conference, and they have a five-point lead on Florida in the Atlantic Division. I mean, Buffalo's at the bottom. Ottawa's at the bottom, and then Buffalo. Buffalo blows. But, you know, they lose a home game, just the second regulation home loss on the season for the Just don't get knocked out of the first round of the playoffs, please. That's it. That's all we're we're asking. Yeah, it's not not a huge ask. What's your favorite? Grab bag. Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? So John Rom, the golfer John Rom, is joining the Live Tour, and I wasn't sure what that meant at first because I thought there was a story a couple of weeks ago, or no, 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 probably months ago, that the PGA Tour and the Live Tour were going to join together. Yeah, they were combining. But I guess some of that's kind of fallen through. Therefore, it is like a story. Like I was very confused by it. The way it was, it was like headlines today. It was like a big, big article. John Rom is uh, going to live, and I'm like. I thought they were all kind of one and the same. But I guess that's not the case. I guess the Live Golf League is is still kind of a thing, and there's going to be different stuff. Uh, this is the guy who just won the Masters. He's one of the best golfers currently in the world. And so, uh, yeah. And it's funny, though, because kind of hypocritical, as I was reading the story, was saying John Rahm going on like a year, was he talked about he he like all these things he didn't like about the live tour, right? He didn't like that. They did 54 hole tournaments. He didn't like the shotgun starts. He didn't like the cuts He's saying he wanted to stay with the PGA tour. He was citing like, that's where Jack and, and Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods. That's where they played. Clearly they offered enough money. And then suddenly those things don't matter anymore. You fancy yourself a golfer, Keith? I go maybe once a year. Okay. So I would say I'm a golfer insofar as I have my own clubs. I was gonna, that was going to be my – do you own a set of clubs? I own my own clubs. Okay. So, so I yeah. guess in that case I am, but yeah. I'm not good. And just in case, like, if the company has, like, a golf outing, I can go. And then I'll try to go with, like, my buddies, like, once a year, mainly so we can go, like, drink beers. Or and now Massachusetts has a top golf, I believe, right? So that, I yes, I haven't been. but No, neither see, have I. I, I would go to that's that. a good time. That does that sound like a good, good time. time. I think I would have a nice time with that. So maybe I'll become more of a golfer by just going over and, and doing stuff like that. There you go. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Quick hashtag dork podcast plug. The last episode we just did uh, was about Invincible Season 2. The first four episodes were released on Prime. Season 1 was a great show. It's based off the Robert Kirkman comic book. Uh, Davey and I both love the first season. Kind of eh so far halfway through the season. But I'll tell you, this is what I don't like about it is I feel like you need to you need to pick a lane when you're a TV show. Either put them out weekly, right? Like here's one, one episode a week for 10 weeks and then there's the show. Or put them all out. Yeah. yeah. So wow, what, what are they, they doing? They did one a week for four weeks. And then they're taking like two months off, and then they're going to do one a week for four weeks. Oh, I hate it. it. That's awful. I hate it. That's not. That's not how you do it. I can't even. There was a meeting where a bunch yeah. of suits were in a room, Correct. and someone said, "Oh, I got the idea." This is what we're going to do. Nobody else is doing what this. What the hell? We're going to be like a weekly show, but then we're going to we're going to end it halfway through. So it's even hard to fully like assess the season. A lot of shows get a lot better at the end or whatever, and. Yeah, this so I didn't like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I immediately didn't really like that. And you know what? Maybe this is a hot take, but I think now that we're talking about it, I prefer my shows weekly. 
because my addict mentality, they dropped the whole thing. I'm locking myself in my right. bedroom for three days straight, banging out a whole season. Yes. I like the anticipation. It's like your philosophy with the new Spider-Man game. Yes. I'm taking been, my time. Yeah. I've been done with it for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, I'm loving this game. It's I, fun. Like, I hate you. Yeah. I just, I just beat the lizard last night. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm having a nice time. I was actually thinking about that same thing. I think, because I've definitely enjoyed shows both styles. But I think especially when it's a big, like, talker, like if it's, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah, or everyone's talking about it once on a socials. Week. Give me once a week. I'm with you on the once a week. Because the other thing, as a uh, as a host of a Hashtag Door podcast, when it's one of those ones that's, like, a bingeable one. Yeah, you're only you're getting, like, like, one episode out of it. Well, not only that, but you're like, when do we do, when do oh, we record spoilers. our episode? Yeah. Because, like, when do you think, how long do you give people to watch it? We don't want to be late. You don't want to be too soon. So it's hard to figure that out. But... Because I also know people who will take the weekly shows, they won't watch them, they DVR them or whatever, like, or they're just on the app, and then they wait until they're all done. What then they... kind of serial killer yeah, wild. does that? The self-restraint, like the show's out, you can watch it, and they're like, no, I'm going to wait until there's eight hours of it, and then I'm going to watch I it. I bet they also put the cer- the milk in the bowl first. I don't doubt it. the cereal. I don't doubt it. That would be a very similar move. Oh, my God, it's... Grab bag? So I finally saw Five Nights and Freddy's. I know we talked about it with Fitzy before. It's streaming on uh, Peacock. I did not play the video game, so maybe that factored into my uh, kind of lack of enjoyment. Really? I, I didn't think it was great. And what's weird, and this is probably explained in the video game, without spoiling it, there is some stuff that is very dark. Like, there's some heavy, dark stuff. But then it's also kind of catered towards kids. Like it's sort of like a kid thing. It's not that it's not very scary, but some of the stuff that like drives the plot of it is the worst stuff imaginable. So kind of again with the pick your lane. Yes. That's what I would say. Like if that was a hard R, I'd be like, oh boy. Oh boy. Or maybe you change some of the story to make it more kid friendly. Like I don't know. Like I don't like Fitzy's kids are older than mine, so I'll ask him what like what they thought of the whole thing. Cause there are certain parts where you're like, that's kind of messed up. And then other parts where you're like, oh, that's just you know, a PG-13 scare type of thing. Because I'm in on creepy animatronics. That helped. Yeah, so the the trailer made it look way scarier than it was. The trailer, I was like, oh, this looks pretty sweet. And they didn't even utilize that well enough. Like, they could have just showed the weird, like, weird lighting, and then you see, like, the eyes pop up. They could have done more of that. They kind of... And And forgive me if if, uh, you already said this, but did you see Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth joint? No, not yet. Okay, okay. Neither have I, so I have to see that. I definitely want to see that. I got to watch that before the... I got a list of movies from 2023 that I got. I, ha- I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. I got to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Moon yep. I got to see this Godzilla Minus One. I've Everybody's heard, yeah, going yeah. crazy about that. Yep. But that's theaters only, so I'll try to see that. And then uh, um, Thanksgiving. I gotta, I gotta and then squeeze it. in the horror movie I told you, When Evil Lurks. All right, so I got five. That one. I got, yeah, I got Might be one of the top horror movies of the year. In a year where Talk to Me came out. That's right. There's been a lot of good horror movies. So, yeah, I got at least five. All right. That'll do it for another successful edition of... Grab Bag. All right. That'll do it for Grab Bag. Uh, Looks like we are approaching the half where the Patriots are up 21 to 10, believe it or not. But uh, late touchdown by the uh, Steelers. So, 21-10 at the half. We will wrap up the Rich Keefe Show coming up next year on WEI. 
If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Patriots with a 21-10 lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got that right. I didn't misspeak. 21-10. Three touchdowns? Three Excuse touchdown me? passes for Bailey Zappi? Stop lying yeah, to me. I just retire. Take the rest of the night off, Bailey. Third, three touchdowns. He's got one to Ezekiel Elliott. That started the scoring. And then Hunter Henry, on his birthday, has two touchdowns. So the Patriots are rolling. And this is one of the weird games where... Both fan bases are pissed. Both fan bases. The Patriots, not not everybody. You, you can't get everybody to agree on anything. But a lot of Patriots fans, whether it be on uh, Twitter, those who have called in on the text line, well, we want the higher draft pick. At this point, they're 2-10. and 10. We want the higher draft pick. And, yeah, they don't need to get shut out. Like, I'm glad Bailey Zappi's having some success. But I don't want them to mess around and win the game. I do not want that. So Patriots fans are annoyed. Apparently, Steelers fans are losing it. Losing their minds. They're chanting for Mason Rudolph. And uh, they're a playoff team as of right now. I don't think they will be, especially if you lose to the Patriots. And you have no business being in the playoffs. But uh, Pittsburgh came into this one 7-5 and five and were the top wildcard team in the AFC. And then they just went out there and put up an absolute dud performance. Also, I was pretty confident that the under was going to hit. Wrong. The over hit in the first half. 30 and a half or 30, depending on where you're looking, was the uh, total going into tonight. And uh, 21-10 at the half. Patriots are up uh, playing without Ramondre Stevenson, playing without Pop Douglas, without Kayshawn Booty, without Devontae Parker. So three healthy wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyquan Thornton, and Jalen Rager. Malik Cunningham is active. I don't think he's played. He hasn't recorded any stats, so I don't know if he, if you know, we have one eye on it as we're doing the show. But Bailey Zappi, and for good reason, has been the only quarterback. He's been playing great. But oh, Stiz, somebody on the text line also wants you to repeat the horror movie that you recommended. Uh, when evil lurks. When evil it lurks. It is I gotta write that down as well. All right. The pacing is amazing. Yep. I I recommend it to everyone. Please get back to us with what you thought. All right. Very good. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a, a little bit of a different uh, show. Tomorrow afternoon, between 12 and 6, you may have heard the ads running a little bit, but they're calling it uh, WES America's Broadcast as uh, the day before the Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium. We're going to be down there at the Harp at uh, Patriot Place. It's starting at 12. We're sort of shuffling the decks, shuffling the lineups a little bit. So I know I'm going to be on at 3 o'clock tomorrow with Fitzy... Mego and Arcan, if I remember correctly. Oh, that'll be a good time. I think that'll be the first yeah, hour. Be- and then I'm going to be on with Jones. I think it was supposed to be Andy Hart, but that dude is sick. So he better not be there. So then me and Jones will be on the, the, from four to five. And uh, tune in for the whole thing and find out who's going to be there. And uh, so, again, between 12 and 6, they're going to sort of mix it up a little bit. So that means it'll be what? KJ and Lions tomorrow night on yeah, this, during this program? KJ and Lions. Oh, also, Bill Belichick is going to be the celebrity guest picker on uh, College Game Day on Saturday. It's kind of an interesting thing. I think it'll be good with he and McAfee on the panel together, and so I'll, I'll be worth watching for oh, sure. I'll be watching yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so to send this out, so starting uh, this week and hopefully for the foreseeable future, our guy Stiz is going to hit you with the weekly wrap-up. You're going to hear it uh, Thursday and Friday on our show, and then you're going to hear it Friday morning on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, we debuted it earlier tonight at 8 o'clock. If you, it's also online at this point, too, so you can hear it. But uh, let's say goodnight with that. So, again, 2110 at the half. Thanks for listening to tonight. I'll be on tomorrow afternoon uh, with a whole bunch of different hosts. So starting tomorrow at 3, you can hear me as part of the broadcast. But let's uh, let's say goodnight with Stiz and the weekly wrap-up. Go, 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 Ryland. Yeah, we're tanking. If you catch them outside, you should thank them. When the Steelers play the Pats, they gon' spank them. But you know we don't give a f- because we tankin'. If I meet E.I., feel like I'm gonna cry. Who got a QT? Cause we need another guy. Why listen to Phil when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try. Find me at E.I., feel like I'm gonna die. Who got a head coach? Cause we need another guy. Why listen to crap when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try. And why bet on the path they let me down each time? Do what you gotta do. The flake ball still signs. The resignation from Slater, like we're trying. Lost to Tommy DeVito, expect us to feel fine. But listen, ain't nothing changed. Helps up, pats up. I'm watching Jalen Brown crying because they ran the score up. If you watch how they play, you mistaken for the Bears or the Jets. But New York still got Rodgers back to feeling upset. And now the Pacers beat the Celtics. Looks like Vegas a rap. I bet Rekka can't last on it. You gave him a snack. But it's all good, baby, because the Bruins is rolling. Don't keep on jumping, I'm a Ryan Wyatt. I stole it. Stealing hopeless, man. Look what we become. We ain't 32nd place. And we used to be one. It's gonna be a long few years, dog. Tank is the way. GTA trailer dropped. I'm just waiting to fly. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna cry. Who got a QB? Because we need another guy. Why listen to Bill when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try. Find me at EI. Feel like I'm gonna die. Who got a head coach? Because we need another guy. Why listen to crap when it's just another lie? Guess we'll go to Pittsburgh and give it another try. Try. For the last 20 years, man, we couldn't lose. Was it Tom? Was it Bill? No one's confused. No rings, no stars, no wins, no friends. Just face it, we were great once, but now we ask. Bailey Zappi wasn't the answer, won't be the answer. He did look better than Mac Jones. How many points they put up yesterday? Zero. How is that performance better than a Mac Jones performance when they put up zero How many interceptions did he have? So, to be clear, he was a better quarterback yesterday than Mac Jones because he didn't throw a pick. Yeah. Clean game.